pull up a bar stool. We've got a heck of a show for you today. You know, I've gone solo for a while, um, but I've got a friend, Andrew Foxwell, who is an absolute ads guru. I hate using that word, but um, for him, I'll use it. And um, look, I, I know, I feel like I know a lot about Facebook ads, but he's a guy who's been on the agency side as well. Um, you, and managing big accounts. So he gets to see things on a larger scale than I do. So I love having a guy like Andrew on the show. So stay tuned for that. We're going to talk a lot about Facebook ads and optimized pricing and some of the really kind of unique things that, that we're seeing that you may not have noticed. Um, along those lines, if when you listen to this show, uh, this is something completely new I'm rolling with, okay? I get a lot of people asking me if I can manage their Facebook ads. And over and over, I've had to turn people away. I'm going to stop doing that and instead refer people to my network of advertisers who I trust. And Andrew is the first guy on that list. So if you need help with your Facebook ads, you have a sizable budget of at least a couple thousand um, probably at least a few thousand per month, and you need someone else to do it for you, Andrew's your guy. Uh, reach out to me. I'll put you two into contact, okay? But uh, that aside, this is a great episode. Sit back. Enjoy. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. everybody, John here from JohnLoomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite a different friend to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week, return guest, very happy to have on the show, Mr. Andrew Foxwell. How's it going, Andrew? Hey, John. It's going really well. Thanks a lot. You bet, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. We'll, we'll get to uh, some nitty-gritty about what you're doing right now, but you know the routine. What are you drinking? Well, right now I am drinking something that I just recently picked up down in Santa Fe, which is a monk sale from the Abbey Beverage Company, uh, which is actually brewed by some monks nice. uh, down in the desert outside of Santa Fe, which is pretty awesome. Wow. That is fantastic. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm working on a lot number three, India Pale Ale by Evolution Craft Brewing Company. So uh, mm, yeah. delicious. Yeah, not bad for ten fifty in the morning. <laughs> um, can't, yeah, can't go yeah. somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, you since we last talked, since you were last, I don't know, it's been a few months now. Um, you you've got you've gone on your own. You've gone road tripping, you're starting your own business. Well, why don't you kind of update everybody on what, what you got going on? Well, absolutely. I mean, the last time we talked, I was working for a Silicon Valley-based agency, 3Q Digital, and was running a lot of social stuff for uh, some big guys over there like GoPro uh, and Fitbit and people like that. Uh, but I decided from a lot of uh, thought and inspiration uh, from your podcast, John, and others uh, to go out on my own, and uh, I formed Foxwell Digital, uh, which is an online social media consulting agency uh, with my wife. And we are doing a lot of different audits and coaching and strategic planning right now uh, for a lot of people and doing some ads management as well. So check it out, foxwelldigital.com. And we also, yeah, we've been traveling, so we have a little bit of our travel blog on there too. So it's been great. <laughs> that is so awesome, man. I mean, and first of all, I appreciate anyone 
willingly going out on their own and, and fighting, you know, fighting this fight. You know, for me, I was kind of forced into it to a point uh, with the layoff. But, you know, I could have gone work for the man. I'm so glad I didn't work for the man. It's, it's, this is, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of heartache, you know, fighting through it. Uh, some struggles as well, but it just feels so good when you get it to work. So cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Um, now, I haven't had a guest in a while. Um, and- I'm honored to be to be the first one back here. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was like, you know, hardcore for a while. I was getting all the big, you know, a lot of big names and every week I was having a different guest and, um, and, and you know, I had it scheduled out, you know, a couple months in advance and I've just kind of fallen away from that a little bit. I mean, part of it's just cause it's like, it's always, you know, and it's still just me. I need to hire an assistant to help book these things and, it's always an issue. Like, do they have a microphone? Don't they? Are they on the road? What are they doing? And, um, you know, quality. And a lot of times people, you know, uh, like last minute, they can't do it. And like, so I've, I've last several episodes, I've just been doing it myself, but I've been getting tired of just hearing my own voice. So, and actually last week I recorded, I don't know if you even knew this, I recorded an episode and I was like, that, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. We're not, I, I we're actually lived, I saw your update about it that you yeah. just said, you know, I'm scrapping it. Yeah. I, well, that's okay. You know, you provide a lot of value, John, to a lot of yeah. people out there. And, uh, I think we don't get sick of hearing your voice, uh, every week updating us. So, but it is good to have guests it brings a little variety, a little Absolutely. bit of interesting new stuff in there. And I love to have you on because, um, you're an ads guy and since you did work for an agency and that's kind of your specialty is, you know, Facebook ads, um, you have, you know, you're one of the people I can bring on who's going to have a completely different perspective, who has actually more experience in certain things when it comes to Facebook ads. So you can provide a different voice, which is great. Because for me, I'm, just, I'm in my little world here. My ads are, you know, for the with few clients and for my own stuff. But otherwise, it's not on probably the scale that, that you're experimenting. So I love to, to get some of the, the feedback that, uh, from, from people like you on, on what you're seeing. Well, thank you. Well, so one of the things I want to talk about, um, I think this is kind of a, this could lead to a, a couple topics, but I was just kind of completely shocked. I, I follow my stats and I follow my stats. I micromanage my stats. I still don't even know, um, how it is. I missed this. But I pulled up my numbers from the last three months, and I did uh, I, I did cost per page like, cost per registration. So when I was trying to get um, webinar signups, and cost per um, purchase checkout when I was selling my course or the one on ones or whatever, uh, either of my courses. And so, and then I broke it all down. Maybe it's just because I didn't break it down in this much detail. I don't know. But I was shocked to find in almost every single case minus one, and in that case it was very, very close, sidebar was most efficient for me. And that just blew up my world because <laughs> all we've been hearing for the longest time is sidebar is a waste of time and money, that mobile and the desktop news feed are the place to be. Uh so, so first of all, I think that it's still just a small part of the puzzle because I think um, using mobile and desktop newsfeed probably contribute to any success you see on Sidebar. But still, this I was kind of blown away. I mean, what what do you think about that? 
Well, I think like anything else, something that you preach and that I talk to clients about as well is the, you know, the desire and, and the necessity to try different uh, things on Facebook yeah. and ads. And, you know, we all have gone towards uh, what is sexy, which is mobile. Uh, and uh, we've all gone towards the news feed, uh, which has definitely worked, putting things right in front of people with big images and with the new link page posts, you know, the ability to put a larger image right there. It's entirely clickable. But, you know, it goes towards trying things that we need to try things on the side. Oh, yeah. And we need to make sure that that's still, still sort of in our, in our brain. You know, right now, Facebook Exchange, you know, you're able to buy a sidebar inventory for very, very inexpensive. And, you know, sidebar ads are still there. Even when you enlarge a photo, they still have some really good placements on Facebook. Right. And I think, so it's something to consider and something to keep trying. And frankly, I have heard that story from other people as well. You know, you can't just have it be a purely newsfeed strategy. And just like anything else, you're going to want to experiment. Right. So. Yeah. And, and um, I think one reason I went back and looked was just was when I got completely screwed a couple of weeks ago by Facebook. Uh, it, 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 there's been this bug in Power Editor that's been driving me crazy that's gotten worse regarding re- resetting to the default lifetime $350 budget. I don't know if you've seen mm. that at all. But yeah, I've, I have. There's, you know, the Power Editor is a wonderful, frustrating tool. Yeah, exactly. Wonderfully exactly. frustrating tool. But so, <laughs> so there's always quirks like that. Yeah, so I got completely screwed on it recently when I was hitting only newsfeed, and because I was trying to hit only newsfeed for a very short period of time, and they said, "Oh, you want to spend three hundred fifty dollars? Do you?" They, my CPM was like twenty dollars. It was ridiculous. And um, so I I don't, that may have kind of set the wheels in motion of, I better take a closer look at some of this stuff. Um, But it's, and and yeah, and I I preach this often, not only do you you check your own stuff, but don't take what I say as gospel. It's like, that's what I see, right? What what you see could be, could be completely, maybe I'm the only one, or maybe I'm in the minority and newsfeed and mobile are still awesome. Um, And not saying that they're not great. But I'm just seeing better results on the sidebar. A big, big reason for that, we're talking about CPM. I mean, on average now, I'm seeing $0.07 CPM on the sidebar. And I know, I mean, I've looked closely. I've seen below $0.05 on the sidebar. Absolutely. Well, there's, I think there's two things to bring up there. One is on, on you're talking about lifetime budgets, and, and that is a thing that I preach against very heavily. And I don't know about you, John, but – Lifetime budgets should absolutely never be used, yeah. and it defaults in a lot of ways to those, but I never use lifetime budgets, and the reason is, and every time that I have tested and tried lifetime budgets, it goes through and puts it into the algorithm at a disadvantage against those if you're bidding on a daily budget um, on Facebook. Mm. So. It actually doesn't show your ad as much, and your engagement is going to be lower because it doesn't understand the algorithm, ads algorithm. I believe from testing and from talking to many, many others about this, gives it a lower priority. So that's that. That's one you know interesting, interesting thing that I that I wanted to mention. Well, I could tell you the one time I use Lifetime is when I promote a post with the sole purpose. And, and I do this for under 24 hours usually with the sole purpose of reaching my fans or uh, usually subscribers, like email subscribers, news feeds, but only once. Like that's all, that's my only goal is to reach them once. 
because what happens is if I do uh, daily and I'm, I'm promoting it on um, you know the afternoon today and I run it through like noon tomorrow, it's gonna hit those same people often twice today and tomorrow. That's what I've seen. If I do it on lifetime, it just tries to keep it at 1.0 frequency, which is really what I want in that case. Right. Well, you know, I this is from obviously like we were just talking about. It allows for testing. Some people it might work. For me, it has very rarely worked. But there is, you know, the the uh, reach and frequency. I really believe, and you and I have talked about this not on the podcast, but there will be, I think, an ability to control the frequency. Oh, soon that would be awesome, man. That would be so. I think be- that's. I think that's going to happen, and. The reason I think that's going to happen is because it makes complete sense. Yeah. And the number one negative thing that if you're a Facebook advertising representative working with large brands that you have to hear all the time is, why is this frequency so high? And why, how can I get it lower? Yeah. And their recommendation was always to advertisers when I was on the phone with a lot of these people that they never wanted frequency to be over five. And if it started to get over five, then you were in the dangerous territory because if you think about it, people have seen that ad five times, and they're not going to convert after they've seen it five times on average, that entire audience. I think that's, so, I, I think that's anyway. where, too, that sidebar is useful, though. Because, yeah, Absolutely. you can hit those people a hundred times. They, they may eventually convert there. They may not. But it could also contribute to when they do convert on the news feed. Yep. Yeah, and it's about demand, right? So that was the second thing I was going to say before, which is that the demand for sidebar ads is very low because people have heard, I don't think that this works. So Facebook says, you know, they still have it open, but nobody's really using it. And uh, so that's why I think if you have a low budget, if you're a small business and you're trying to get something out there, it's worth it to throw $10, $20 into some sidebar ads for a couple of days to see what happens Mm -hmm. Uh, because really the demand is really low. Uh, for for that inventory right now, and therefore the pricing is low, and you're going to get a lot better action, a little bit more bang for your buck, possibly. Yeah, yeah. There are two things that happened um, that that really allows us to distinguish between you know the performance of those three of sidebar, desktop newsfeed, and mobile. Um, the first is when Power Editor, and now this is allowed within the self-serve ad tool allowed you to, to create an ad that only targets uh, sidebar. I, I, I have been wanting that forever because there are times where like that's all that's the only place I want to be other than creating ads where that's where you're only allowed to be. Um, you, you couldn't say I just want to hit the sidebar. Um, I, so I think that's great. So then you can create an ad and see what your actual CPM is. Otherwise, it's been polluted by being in other places and you can never see um, what, what that CPM was. But also those new ad reports. To be able to break that down um, is so helpful. So now, yeah, what, so what do you think I did ever since I, I I wrote that post? I went back in and I have optimized. Like in general, like I'm not hitting mobile in almost any case now in the ads that are currently running. And I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have an interesting philosophy on mobile. I mean, mobile is on Facebook the main thing that they're talking about right now. Facebook knows that they're a mobile company. That's what they like to say. They're really growing their mobile user base significantly. They're investing most of their resources there. And one of the beautiful things about that, though, if you think about it from a business angle, is it generates more revenue for them. And so people say, yeah, you know, I really want to hit somebody on mobile. You know, the interesting thing that I will always caution people about with mobile is if you're going to launch a mobile advertisement, you should 
put yourself in a custom audience with your email address and you should run a mobile advertisement to yourself and test to see what that looks like and what the entire purchase experience looks like mm-hmm. on mobile, yeah. uh, which is something not a lot of people do. But you can take yourself, put it into your own custom audience with one person, <laughs> maybe now, you and members of your family, and every time they see that ad, tell them to give your, you know, give them your, uh, your phone right. and look at it and then go through the flow. Because so many people have, number one, really they could have really bad user experiences on mobile, and they aren't going to go through, and the purchase process, if it takes longer than 10 to 15 seconds, is never going to happen. One of the goals of uh, the campaign, of the Obama campaign, actually, in 2012, was to make sure that mobile, the transaction for a donation on mobile, would go through in under 10 seconds. Mm. So it's an interesting concept to think about as we think about, you know, you think about your activity on your phone, and I don't think a lot of people test the full experience, and that's something that I absolutely have advised people to do before. Yeah, that's really smart. It's really smart. Yeah, um, you know, you talk about the uh, targeting yourself. Um, The one thing, and I've never confirmed this one way or the other, because I've heard uh, that recommend before that you put yourself in a custom audience. My understanding is there's a minimum, I think, 50 email addresses for a custom audience. Am I, am I wrong about that? No, I, I've actually uh, put myself and a couple you know, uh, friends in, into it and told them what I was doing, and yeah. it's and not had a problem. Uh, that was maybe a month and a half ago, so no, it, possibly, that, it could be that that's changed now, but okay. uh, I never had a problem with it previously. Okay, because, yeah, otherwise, I mean, I, I still didn't think that that was a huge issue. I, I felt like you could probably create a custom audience with a bunch of, um, of fake email addresses, you know, and, and plus yourself. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, mobile ads are, are pricey, but what we've been seeing over and over, and I don't know why I never put two and two together on this, is like so many reports on the success of mobile because of click-through rate. But the click-through rate is only a part of the equation. And I'm, I'm even one of those people who repeatedly tells people, Click-through rate doesn't really mean anything. The cost per click doesn't really mean anything. The CPM, I mean, they all contribute to one thing. What is the cost per whatever your desired action? And I've, right. ne- I've never really seen that when they talk about mobile. What is the cost per page like on mobile as opposed to desktop and sidebar? What's the cost per registration or com- just conversion in general on mobile? Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's been well, eye-opening when, to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when um, for Facebook rolled out mobile ads and mobile newsfeed, uh, the cost was pretty low uh, in terms of getting it launched and getting them on there. And the CPCs were, were not very high, and the CPMs were pretty reasonable. But uh, now, since it's become a, a higher demand, the price has gone up, and there's a lot more um, you know, people wanting to get in that space. And if you think about it as well, if you're Facebook, uh, what you're doing, let's say you look at uh, your mobile device and you're looking at Facebook uh, and you're a user. You click down, let's say you have five minutes and you're looking at 15 to 20 updates from your friends probably, on average, I would mm-hmm. say. Well, the text updates are maybe take up a half of a half of an iPhone screen, but what Facebook has given us as advertisers now is the ability to basically take over the entire screen of a mobile user's device. Mm. And that's going to cost you. Yeah. And I, even on a desktop, even in the desktop newsfeed, if the 
images a lot big, you know, images are becoming a lot bigger. You're still only taking over maybe depending on your screen resolution a half or a fourth of the screen. And on a mobile device it's huge. And so I think you you know, it's it is more expensive, it's going to continue to be more expensive. And if you're smart about where you put the dollars there, you can make it work. But you have to also think about it from a business angle. I mean, you're taking over a huge part of their users' newsfeed, and you're gonna you're gonna pay to put that right in front of somebody. You just brought up a really good point that uh, I want to expand on, but I need a drink here, real quick. Hold on. Cheers. All right. So that oh my goodness, the new newsfeed, which I still don't have. I feel like that is going to significantly impact um, price because, first of all, the sidebar is much. Uh, there's there are, there are fewer ads within the sidebar, is, is my understanding. They're going to be bigger as well, and then the news feed, the new news feed, which I know very few people who have. Do you have it? I do. Oh, no, actually, you're a yeah, jerk. I just got it a few weeks ago. Actually, you're you're a jerk. You're a jerk. So. But everything's bigger, right? So you're probably going yeah, to be I seeing mean, fewer posts at a time as a result. Yeah, they're actually moving. Uh, what they've done is they've begun to move some of the sidebar ads into the newsfeed. And if you look at uh, the examples of Facebook when they came out with this, which was I think six months ago maybe now, uh, the new newsfeed, look, they actually included sidebar ads under newsfeed posts as an example of what it would look like. I penned a blog post about the same time saying that I thought newsfeed ad, or excuse me, sidebar ads were going away. I thought they were going to be eliminated. But what they're doing is they're morphing them into the newsfeed. And I think eventually they, you know, they'll figure out another way to kind of morph those in there. But uh, it's going to become more expensive. I, the sidebar ads will inevitably become more expensive because they're going to be placed in in into the newsfeed like everything else but it's not just sidebars it would be desktop in general so that that's what one reason why there must what is the hole up on this why is it that i can't get it and it hasn't been more widely rolled out it's going to help them significantly you think in terms of um revenue on on ads although there could be a huge shock to the system too on those price tags but Yeah, I would. I don't know. I think it's a little bit. Mine actually has it's switched and then it went back and now it's back again. So I think I must be in some early beta group of testing certain amounts of heavy users or something like that. But I don't know. There's got to be some technical uh, things that are that are hacking. They're hacking away at over at uh, Facebook HQ. You have no tips, I assume, for how you got it. There's it just can't. You just got it one day, right? Yeah, just got it. It just bums me out. I mean, how yeah, long, how long mean, has it been? I mean, I feel like I talk about this every time I have a guest on who has it. It drives me crazy because it's been since like, was it February? This or was probably a month ago that it came first and then it went away. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they, annou- they announced it though in like February or something, didn't they? Yeah, really. Actually, it was pretty early on in the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we, we don't need to get bogged down in that. Cheers. Um, But... Yeah, so shifting gears a little bit, I definitely want to talk about FBX. I mean, I think this is a topic that it's tough. It's tough to write a lot about because um, it's it's not used very often, first of all, and you can't you can't access it through uh, the self serve ad tool or even Power Editor. It's got to be through an approved partner, and um, 
so I don't I don't write about it a lot, but I, I think I need to. Um, I I started using it a little bit more recently, and I definitely used it during the last few months with with uh, promoting my stuff. Uh, so I mean, what are what are your experiences with FBX? I know you you mentioned the the cost of Sidebar. Uh, are are you seeing anything different? First of all, in the performance of those ads, Sidebar or Newsfeed for FBX? Which first of all, Newsfeed, I don't know why you're still two hundred by two hundred uh, image size for thumbnails. You're limited to that. that that's ridiculous. But so yet, how, how, what's the comparison performance of those ads to say a custom audience ad or you know, uh, any, any other standard Facebook advertising? Well, Facebook, uh, in general, the on FBX, uh, has been really, really good as part of the mix for people that are getting a significant number of people advertising, or excuse me, coming to their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, what FBX depends on, of course, is the ability, people coming to your site and then you retargeting that. Yes. So you have to have a good amount of people coming to your website in order to really make it worth it. And there's a lot of really good vendors out there that use, that do FBX really well. And a lot of them will say, you don't need a lot of visitors, but I, I actually disagree. Yeah. Um, and because it, otherwise you're gonna be struggling to really have it be worth anything to you. If you're, the inventory is so low priced that it's, it's not really gonna do much because if you have under, I don't know, a couple thousand visitors a week, it's, you're not gonna, be, no, you know, you're not going to have the ability to really target a lot of people on your site. No. So it's not really going to be worth your time or the effort or the money that goes into it. But if you have more than that, if you, you know, then it's starting, then it can start to be pretty productive, but it's not just, let's say you have 2000 visitors a week. Let's say that half of those people are depending on your, your vertical or your industry, half of those people are going to be on, on Facebook. And let's say half of them log into Facebook within the first week of you launching an advertisement. So really you're only reaching a, a limited number of people and you can see where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. So as for the success of, of Facebook exchange, you know, sidebar has been productive for some clients and it continued to be productive. And uh, newsfeed FBX was when I think that actually started to become, especially if you were tailoring the messages to people that had visited your site yeah. uh, through FBX, it can be, it can be a very, very productive way to do things. There was one client that I was working with in my um, last role that uh, their cost per acquisition in general was about $12 to get a new sign-up. And through Facebook Exchange, their cost per acquisition was about 3 um, And it was because we had created different um, variations That's of good. messages saying, hey, can you complete your profile and that kind of thing? Mm. And it brought them back into the flow. And it brought them back to a page that was farther down the flow. Yeah. So I think, you know, it has been very productive, and it's something that definitely, if you have a significant number of users that are coming to your site, you should give a shot to. Oh, absolutely. Look, I haven't had a lot of look. It, I, I took a really uh, close look at my FBX uh, the last few days, and I haven't spent a ton of money on it. But um, over the last past few months, um, my my ROI is about four to one, right? Four times ROI, which isn't, but. And I also questioned that, though, which just like anything else with Facebook in the conversion reporting, you don't know how much of that is actually true, truly due to the ad. Some of it's, you know, view uh, conversions and some of it. Some of so, it's click, yeah. Yeah. And, and also the view, like 
they they saw my ads elsewhere probably they probably got an email from me and then just because they're showing my ad facebook report is a conversion so i'm kind of you know i don't really know how successful that fbx was uh especially com- compared to what i was doing with my regular facebook ads which were it was out of the park in terms of um roi but um so in general, though, I've been I've been I've been kind of taking a, a closer look at that, but I really haven't been using Sidebar ever since Newsfeed came out. Um, but you're saying Sidebar has been pretty effective for FBX. Absolutely, it's one thing that you can't throw out of the mix, you know. And the thing, though, on FBX, I will I always tell people is you want to be careful about the frequency. You want to be careful about the frequency on FBX, absolutely, because it can get really high really fast, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if you have a small number of users. Yeah. So you don't want to be overly annoying as well. And it's good if you do it in shorter bursts. Some people like to keep Facebook exchange on constantly uh, to get, you know, the newer, the new people that are coming through. But unless you're really having a, a pool that's increasing by, I would say 2000 a week and up going up on that, it's, re- it's going to be almost, you know, tough to get more people to start converting, especially with higher frequencies, because your numbers of the pool that you're going towards is just not going to be big enough. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely something I'm going to, going to experiment with more. I mean, the, you're absolutely right. You've got to get traffic and I get, I get really good traffic. Um, so I have a pretty big pool to work from. I mean, I had like 275,000 views in October, which when you have that, uh, then that's just views, so it's not visitors. I think it's a total of 100,000 people, uh, perfect audience who I'm using, has created as a pool of people I can target, which is great. But I can't do some of that um, really refined targeting that you're talking talking about. You know, I can't do it by section. I don't really have sections of my site. And I can't really do it by a specific page they're on because then you're really whittling it down. And then, yeah, you got to worry about um, frequency and whatnot. So for me, I've just been doing it more generally, which isn't a, a bad thing because, look, if you come to my site, you probably care about Facebook advertising and f- advanced Facebook marketing tactics. So I don't really need to um, refine that targeting a whole lot. But right. uh, but it would be nice. Look, those big retailers for abandoned shopping carts and stuff, I think that is just amazing opportunity for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, FBX, I mean, I, I'll be talking about that, I think, a lot more in, in the coming weeks. Um, it's definitely something I'm going to be experimenting more uh, with on my side as well. Uh, just one of the things that I didn't even realize was an option recently, until recently, was you can actually target people uh, who received, who opened an email from you via FBX. Yeah, there's a lot of different options, and they're going to continue to get a lot more sophisticated. Um, just like display advertising has become much more sophisticated, uh, Facebook Exchange is going to do the exact same thing because it allows Facebook to really have a continued and growing network of preferred marketing developers and Facebook uh, Exchange developers that are going to keep doing cool things and be able to create some, some really neat stuff for a lot of us out here that want to use it and want to get into that inventory and that space. That's right. Yeah, Facebook's is, Facebook's just constantly changing, man. Uh, just like the, the stuff, the stuff that, they, is, that they're rolling is. out is is pretty incredible these days. Yeah, the changes, you know, it, the changes absolutely uh, keep uh, all of us that are social media strategists and uh, 
coaches and that kind of thing uh, employed because (laughs) we all have to figure out what it means and why it, why it's valuable. Yeah. And I mean, we don't need to dig into this a whole lot, but exactly. I I wrote a post last week because it seemed like every single day, multiple times during the day is like, Oh, I spot this new change. And I post it to my Facebook page. And then I like, you know, I got to write a post that kind of recaps all this. So I, I wrote one over the weekend with the 10, 10 changes that I spotted but even more have come out since then. It's just ridiculous the amount of stuff that's happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the ones that I particularly um, am happy about is I'm glad that they Facebook has has changed actually the uh, boost post yeah. targeting, which I, you and I have both said don't boost a post. Right. Um, I mean, it, it's not a good thing to do. And if you are an advertiser that's thinking about it, don't click that button. But the reality is there's a lot of small business owners out there that are clicking that boost post button. Mm -hmm. And I'm just glad that it's giving people a little bit more options uh, on what they can do in terms of the interests and the gender and the age and location of certain things. They're kind of being able to customize it a little bit more and getting a sense of what that's like. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know. I'm I'm happy about that change, but you still shouldn't boost them. But like (laughs) you said, I'm I'm happy. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, it's better. It's better. Have you, have you tried, have you gone through that process at all with the, the, the new interest targeting and boost posts? I have. It's similar. It creates uh, still a bunch of crappy ads, um, but it at least gets things out there and uh, gets people. I think if if you're on the surface and you are not someone that dives into really the statistics, it gets people like, oh, wow, that's cool. I have a lot more engagement. I have a lot more people clicking on things. Now I can target it to, you know, areas around where my business is is and that kind of thing. Um, So that's, that's, that's a positive change. I think it gets it, it at least doesn't have people walking away dissatisfied no, it, from the, their first experience and might make them more curious and start to check out uh, more tips from experts like uh, yourself. That's right. Yeah, when I, when I started going through that process, I, I was kind of – it wasn't quite what I expected with the, the interest. Um, so like a lot of the interests I would normally target, it, they didn't come up. Weren't available, yeah. Um, and I didn't understand that because these are the same interests I would target in Power Editor so and, and even within the Self-Serve Ad Tool. So, but I think that they were mainly just like the general category type interest. So it wasn't like specific pages anymore. It's just is, it, is, is that what it is? Is it just the general category targeting? Yeah, they have they have to on mine. They show uh, ones that got a little bit more specific, but I, I'm guessing they had to put some sort of number threshold on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been able to figure out what that is. If anybody can tell yeah. me, well, uh, and power what editor, the number is of how many likes you uh, need to be able to target something, I think it changes every day. <laughs> well, and on Power Editor, I can guarantee you it has nothing to do with numbers. My pa- you can't you can't target my page. Um, and I've got 25,000 likes, but you can target some little pages. So I, it has nothing to do with uh, numbers. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's got to be that there. It's got to be an index thing. I have no idea. Maybe, but I've been around for two years. Um, maybe it's a setting I have in my page that I don't know I have. I don't know. But anyway, though, within the boost post, I started typing in Mari Smith, which is always like one of the first ones I, I type in there, and she didn't come up. So I, I think it. In general, it might be like a a broad category targeting for the most. I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I don't boost posts. That that was my first experience with it. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, I think it is interesting. I'm also glad on the, on your update um, post that you wrote about 
that uh, we're able to now preview things in their, in their actual size uh, and in the newsfeed or the right column. I mean, yeah. that has been something that uh, for the, for all of us that are creating ads and trying to send them to clients for approval, uh, that has been driving uh, me nuts, and I'm sure a lot of you out there are crazy as well. So I'm glad we're able to actually see what that ad looks like now uh, in the newsfeed because it yeah. gives it a lot more validity. <laughs> exactly. It's funny that they make a change like that um, in, in particular, and I guess I understand why they, it took it was slow on that because they have changed the size of um, thumbnail images, for example, and that just was they just didn't catch up to that. I don't know within the preview, but that kind of change and um, scheduling how they simplified that finally, like two really obvious changes that probably should have been that way for a long time, and then like how excited we are when they make it when it's like, well, yeah, it should have been that way, but. Um, you know, I guess that's that's Facebook's way of keeping us happy is that they piss us off for a while and then they they do something obvious after that to fix it and then we're, then then we're satisfied. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, no, I'd love to talk more about some of that stuff. Uh, we're kind of running out of time here, so I have asked the bartender for our tab, and I'll take care of you, my friend. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but uh, before we go, just let everybody know where they can find you. Sure, well, check us out on uh, the internet at uh, www.foxwelldigital.com or just hit me up at andrew at foxwelldigital.com. Awesome. All right, thanks for being on, Andrew. Thanks a lot, John. That was great. Thank you so much, Andrew, for being on the show. Make sure you check him out in his new business. I mean, I'm excited for him. Uh, I'm going to encourage anybody who's ever thought about starting their own biz just do it man do it it's so worth it when you get it to work so check him out and um there are a few blog posts and articles and subjects that you might want to read up on make sure you check the show notes We've got links to those there and once again if you need any help with your advertising and you think a guy like andrew or someone else uh, could help you i'm putting together a referral network reach out to me john at johnlimmer.com And if you're one of those advertisers who want to be part of that network, we need to be good friends, though. I need to be able to trust you. Uh, You can reach out to me there as well. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.